This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with your host, Mark Schlereth. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Bet Rivers Sportsbook and Dude Wipes. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome in to the Sacred Truth Podcast. Uh, your host, Mark Schlereth, alongside my co-host, Mike Evans. Millennial Ben producing the show. Want to thank our uh, presenting sponsors, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app. Check them out at BetRivers.com. Also, I uh, want to go ahead and uh, shout out to uh, Dude Wipes. Uh, don't go anywhere without your Dude Wipes. DudeProducts.com. Uh, promo code stink15 and uh while you're out there uh checking out the internet check out uh, the green chili company that's uh stinkinggood.com you can order your green chili chicken you can order your pork green chili you can order your queso dip stinkinggood.com mike how are you buddy i'm doing good I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks uh, happy new year to to you and everyone yeah. as we head into the final week of the regular season and uh all kinds of juicy storylines out there yeah, no, there's no question about that, and it is Happy New Year to you, and uh, you haven't seen me. I've been here. You've been on vacation, <laughs> skiing, and doing a bunch of stuff, but you deserve that because uh, you do a lot of heavy lifting during the during the year where, you know, like, like I always tell people when it comes to our radio show, um, Mike, get paid, Mike gets paid to run the show, which is the heavy lifting. I get paid to run around in the show. Basically, think of a playground. I'm the adult. You're the child on the monkey bars. Right. You are the monkey bars, and I'm just swinging, <laughs> I'm swinging around on your stout uh, figure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, yeah, like, like I said, a lot to get to. First of all, the whole Aaron Rodgers mm. hub arkish for people who are like, who is this hub arkish guy, and how did he become yeah. such a big uh, player this week? Hub Arkish has covered the NFL for a long, long time. Very respected writer, broadcaster, sure. uh, national side, done a lot of sideline stuff over the years. Knows his football, but boy, did he get into a big thing when he went on a Chicago radio station and said he could not and would not vote for Aaron Rodgers as MVP because, in his words, Aaron's a bad guy. And to which Aaron Rodgers fired back and called Hub Arkish a bum. Yeah, well, but he is. That, that's such a... It's such a ridiculous stance to make. And, you know, me personally, I don't care how good a journalist he is. You're, that's not what journalism is. This is not a good guy award. This is not a, you know, your personal feelings or your political leans or your political beliefs. Are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? Did you play at an MVP level or did you not? It has nothing to do with being a good dude. They have that award. It's called the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Okay. They give that one out, too. You don't have to vote for Aaron Rodgers in that one if you don't think he's a good dude. You don't know him. He, as Aaron said, you've never had a conversation with him. You don't like his po political lean. That's fine. You don't have to like it. But you damn well better respect his game. And that's the thing that drives me crazy. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to vote on the MVP 
if you're going to let your personal feelings um, cloud your vision of of what good football is and what good football isn't. And so like that one is that one's ridiculous to me, Mike. And it's one of the reasons that, you know, I, I just look at these kind of voting bodies. It goes back to the Hall of Fame stuff, you know, where guys are voting for the Hall of Fame. And oftentimes they don't even know what they're what they're looking at. What what quantifies good play? What doesn't quantify good play? You know, it's it's funny when um I was approached a couple of years ago for Hall of Fame voting by um, a presenter. And, you know, Steve Hutchinson was supposed to go in and and they were like, well, you know, between Steve Hutchinson and, you know, and Alan Fanica and uh, Tony Baselli and da 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 like, where, where's the differentiating factors? And, you know, I just don't know. How, how, I go, are you kidding me? Are you joking? Like, what? And I go, they created the poison pill off of Steve Hutchinson. That's how damn good Steve Hutchinson was. They created a contract that Seattle couldn't match. Minnesota did. I go, you automatically go to the Hall of Fame. They created a clause based upon how good you are so that nobody else could match you. Like what like but the problem being is that most people don't understand the intricacies of football. So they don't know the difference between really good players and people that have just compiled statistics. And so that's, you know, that's the issue that you get into. And, you know, I think ultimately there's a couple of guys. I mean, you could say, uh, you know, for the sake of argument, you could look at uh, um, Jonathan Taylor, right? The running back position. Should he be in the conversation? Absolutely. Should Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Should Tom Brady? Absolutely. Hey, should T.J. Watt be considered in that conversation? <laughs> I believe so. But again, you know, the the point is you can't eliminate somebody because they're a bad dude. I agree with you, and and I'm not I'm not here to defend Habarkish because uh-huh. we're talking about an NFL award. But in baseball, when it comes to voting for the Hall of Fame, and this is part of when the first rules guideline criteria right. was set up for voting for the Hall of Fame back in 1930, 31, I believe, 1931. Mm-hmm was the idea that character does, should be taken into account, and Lord knows we've seen that play out every year with the whole steroid debate. Right. So do you think it's possible, do you maybe cut some slack to somebody who in another sport, maybe, hey, if it's if it's a big deal in baseball, if it's required in baseball, I'm going to apply it here. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> and by the way, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the guys that that people have talked about over the years, Ty Cobb, was scoundrel, a scoundrel, racist, right? racist scoundrel. Yeah, and yeah. and he's in the Hall of Fame. So I just don't think you can politicize the Hall of Fame based on good dude, bad dude. Are you a great player? or Are you not a great player? And I think that's you know what it boils down to. And unfortunately, you know, like th- this will go in, and I'm going to go on a tangent here for a second um, because I've gotten this tangent the last couple of days. Air yards. Like, oh, this is good, folks. When this I is get good. some stats nerd spitting his stat nerd stuff in my eyes about air yards and how Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be the MVP because he had five he had five games where he had less than a hundred air yards and Green Bay still won four of those games. Henceforth, he's not good and the rest of the team is great. Like, uh, are you? Like you got to be shitting me, or excuse me, you got to be kidding me, 
um, with <laughs> you gotta you just it's ridiculous to to even think that that could be a thing. And so you know, I, I look at it like somebody said, well, you know, if you throw um, if you throw a a four yard slant that goes for fifty yards, I mean. You're not entitled. The quarterback should not be entitled to any of those yards, right? Like you're not. You have no right to those yards. The receiver broke two tackles and made that happen. Then, if you throw a 50-yard bomb, well, then you should get a lot more credit for the 50-yard bomb because there's so much more skill involved. Really? Is that right? So let me ask you this. Let's say that you have a play called, right? And all of a sudden, you see you're going to get man-to-man coverage. You're going to get a blitz. You're going to get a you know you're going to get a zero coverage blitz. You're going to take one of the teeth. So you call the you call it you audible to a you know Z drive and and you run off coverage and the Z drive comes down across on the shallow cross and you snap the ball and you're taking one of the teeth and you fall back off of that blitz package and then you drop sidearm to manipulate two other rushers. You throw it through them. You throw the perfect dime piece while somebody's in trail on your Z receiver. He catches it, breaks that tackle, and goes 50. Does that not take more skill than having a guy that's wide open that you throw a post to? And and the corner is staying over the top on the post, and the safety is in in basically in cut coverage, so he's jumping a smash route underneath, and you just throw it to an area, and the receiver runs into it and catches one for fifty five yards. Which one takes more skill? It's not even close. It's not you. You're you're telling me air yards because you don't know what the hell you're looking at. You have no idea what you're looking at. It's that throw underneath on the Z drive is a hundred times harder than the post over the top that's open. So don't start spitting air yards and all these stupid-ass statistics to me that I don't even want to hear about. Stink, you know what? In, in honor of your passion about this topic, I think for next year my fantasy football team will be named Air Yards. You Just sh- just as a, a nod, a salute to you. Okay? I'm going to change. You know the old term, hooey? Like, that's a bunch of hooey. <laughs> yes. I'm going to yes. start going, that's a bunch of Air Yards. <laughs> that is a bunch of Air Yards. Uh, while we're on the subject of uh, hooey, uh, Antonio Brown, oh. who now is going on the offensive, mm-hmm. saying that, hey, the Bucks force me, shame me to play. I shouldn't have been out there. Bad ankle. Now he's putting up a... Uh, screenshots of text messages back and forth between him and and Bruce Arians. Um, Apparently, hell hath no fury like an Antonio Brown scorned. Yeah, well, Antonio Brown. So now all of a sudden, he he refused to go in because his ankle hurt and – yeah, I always have I always have a tough time with my ankle hurt so bad that I couldn't go in and play, but I could make a display of myself on the way out doing jumping jacks and skipping down through the end zone shirtless with showing my abs. Like my ankle was fine for that. I just couldn't and go into a Brooklyn Nets game the next night. Yeah, too. And going to a Brooklyn Nets game. And then he went and got an MRI. Now, did he get the MRI at an actual doctor's office or did he get the MRI from the same place he got his vaccination card? Like, did he get the MRI online? Is that like this is the first and foremost the guy has zero credibility. Yeah, like you, you know, you, the old like the old adage of the boy who cried wolf. Boy, you want to talk about coming in to a situation where you're going to get zero benefit of the doubt. Like if you're a good dude, and if you've done things the right way, you get the benefit of the doubt. 
I've been there. I've seen the exit. It, you know, I've seen the exit physicals where, hey, man, we didn't catch this, but um, apparently you didn't have a pulled groin. You had a uh, a hernia. A hernia. Yeah. Huh, we didn't catch it the first time we looked at it. I've, I've been there. I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen multiple times, more than once. So I get that the teams will, will push you to a degree. I also understand that players want to play. And players oftentimes are their worst enemy, their their own worst enemies. But the bottom line is is if you're asking me to make a choice based upon the history of the Buccaneers versus the history of of uh, of Antonio Brown, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Oh, by the way, wasn't it Brady who played through a knee that needed an operation as soon as the season was over last year that we never really heard about? What like, about that hand gash he had? Yeah. Uh, that you know he suffered at practice right before an AFC Championship game ended up going to the Super Bowl. Right. So it, yeah. Well, okay. Brady knows how to deal with distractions. <laughs> He's proven that over the years. Correct. But do you think this is a problem for Tampa and Bruce Arians and a, and a, and a franchise that is trying to defend a Super Bowl champs that is dealing with maybe a distraction that they don't have that much experience dealing with. I think that they have been dealing with a distraction that's named Antonio Brown since the day he came in. And you always knew that there was something on the horizon. You just didn't know when. But you knew it was coming, right? And so I almost think, Mike, that this is a good thing for Tampa in that there's almost this collective sigh of relief. Thank goodness we don't have to deal with that, you know, that dude. And I'm sure there are times, like, I, I say this all the time. Like, you know, when you're the vig- village idiot of, of the football <laughs> team, you like, you may be the village idiot, but you're our village idiot. Right. So, like, we take you under the wing. And you're part of, part of what you do is almost comic relief. Like, can you believe this knucklehead? Like, you, you're sitting around your lockers going, oh, my God, here we go. Here comes this dude again, you know. Um who is completely clueless because he lives in his own world. He lives in the world according to me, where everybody is against me, you know, nobody is for me, and uh, and I've got to go out and I've got to, you know, I've got to seize my opportunities, whatever, it, whatever his, you know, whatever his deal is. But, again, I'd be more apt to give the guy the benefit of the doubt if, if he wasn't such a knucklehead. Yeah, I'm not going to put this guy in the knucklehead category, but speaking of a guy who doesn't mind creating that us – or me versus the world mentality to mm-hmm. the point where he'll make a list and put you on it. Baker Mayfield. Right. And Baker Mayfield has arrived at a very interesting crossroads. He is hurt. He has had surgery on his left non-throwing shoulder, labrum surgery. Right. He'll shut it down for the season. He's under contract for one more year, $18 million for for Cleveland, a fifth year. But it, it certainly appears that, that, you know, the Browns are at that point right now where they got to be sitting back right now wondering, is this the guy? Yeah. But Or and are they in that really precarious place that maybe teams find themselves in now and, will, and other teams will find themselves in moving forward where we may not be sure he's the guy at quarterback, but at least maybe he represents – something better than the vast unknown of trying to go back out there to find a quarterback. Yeah, there's always going to be teams that find themselves in that position. I think Cleveland's there. I think the Giants are there. 
I think ultimately, you know, I think one of the problems that you get into is you look at that outlier game. Like with like I talked to the Giants general manager who was like, hey, don't tell me, you know, Daniel Jones can't play. He had a 400-yard game against the Saints. I go, yeah, but it's not really the 400-yard game. It's all the other dreck in between, right? Like there's always going to be that game where all of a sudden you think, aha, he gets it, right? And I, I just like – I think you have to look at – got to throw away a guy's worst game, worst performance, and a guy's best game. It's like hiring an offensive coordinator. You can't look at the best year the guy's ever had or the worst year the guy's ever had. You got to throw those things away. There's something in math. It's like it's like like median or you know, watch like, out, math. March right, coming for you again. I don't know. This never ends well for math. Can I tell you? I was I was really good at math. Like, so you know that I'm dyslexic, right? And I got all kinds of like that. I was really good at math. Like I I felt like I felt like. I had found my groove. Like I, there was some place that I could compete in the classroom in in grade school. We're talking school. like beautiful mind math, right. Where you would look up and all of a well, sudden, well, no, start no, no, no. I just math made sense. And math made sense. There uh -huh. was a time that math made sense, and I felt like I have gotten math by the onions, like by the <laughs> short hairs, like math. Like I may not be able to read, but I am really good at math. And then I got to junior high. You know what they did? Junior they high. Yeah, I got to junior high. You know what they did? They started throwing. They started throwing the alphabet into math. I, the nerve of them. Yeah, right. X's All of a sudden, it's and not y's just a math equation. There's A's and B's, B's and Y's and yeah. X's. <laughs> That's right. Like, how in the hell am I supposed right. to be good at math right. anymore? Right. Just when, like, just I was like Roddy Roddy Piper. Like they were. Like just when I thought I know the answers, they changed the damn <laughs> questions. And they started throwing the alphabet in it. Like, how the hell am I supposed to compete now? Uh, math uh, has become the alphabet. Uh, I don't even know what we're talking about. What are about. we talking about? I don't know what we were talking <laughs> about. Shooby dooby doo up. Um, Baker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, I think I think you've got this situation now where you can't look at the outlier games. You've got to look at the, the you got to look at the meat of the equation and say, okay, that's who the guy is. Now, if we're healthy, we run the ball. If he's healthy, can we manage him a little bit better to, to eliminate some of the throws that he made that were interceptions and all that? I think all that stuff, you can talk yourself into that stuff. I think the other thing you have to look at is, is there a better option right now? Because ultimately, $18 million sounds like a lot of money, but it's it's change out of the couch cushions, Mike. It's nothing for a starting quarterback. So I think you've got to weather the storm. And I think the other thing is, is you listen to everybody, you know, all these draft nicks who will say this is this is not a very good draft class. Well, even in the good draft classes, 80% of them fail, right? I mean, look at the 2018, which was going to be – I mean, I remember in 2018 people comparing that draft class with Baker Mayfield, with Josh Rosen, with uh, – Sam with, Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold and and, uh, and Josh Allen and, and uh, Lamar Jackson to the 83 draft class, right, of, of Ma uh, Marino and Kelly and Elway and – um, Eason and 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 Ken O'Brien, like that's how they were. That's how they were. You know, in which three guys from that class went to the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen's trending very nicely. Right. But as of that, other than that, I don't see anybody on any Hall of Fame trajectory. No, I, I don't. You know, and you could make an argument with uh, with Lamar Jackson. Mm. He won an MVP, but I'm. Mm. How long can you survive that style of play? Well, we're already seeing it right now. Yeah, we're can't get back on the field. Right. So, I, I mean, I like if you don't have a great answer in the draft, 
you know, you draft a guy, maybe a third rounder or whatever. You see if that guy, you know, has a trajectory that you might think could replace Baker Mayfield. But you got to go. I, I guess you got to kind of go with Definitely Daniel know. Jones. And, yeah. And you got to go with Baker Mayfield. Exactly. Even though deep down as an organization, you've kind of arrived at that point where yeah, you know, we don't think this is ultimately going to be the guy that leads us to the promised land. Correct. But, but what probably, are we going to do? Exactly. What yeah. are we going to do? Uh, what are we going to do on the Monday after the season ends? Black Monday, mm. where traditionally, if you had to set an over-under, it's at about six coaches who get fired. Now, we're already two in mm-hmm. with John Gruden and Urban Meyer. Right. Do you see us getting four more or more? Um, yeah, as because I've gone through this in my head. So if I go to the AFC, I think everybody in the AFC East is safe. Okay, I think obviously nothing's going to happen in Buffalo or New England, but I think uh, Miami and the Jets are obviously safe. Okay, so I don't think anything is going on there. Um, In the AFC West, we already had John Gruden let go. Um, I think you're going to see Vic Fangio let go in Denver. I I mean, really? Yeah, but I and I get you know everybody tells me all the time. Well, you know, you don't want to lose him as a D coordinator. Is I'm sorry, did you hire him as a D coordinator? You hired him as a head coach, right? Has he, has he succeeded as a head coach? He's got 29 losses in three years, about to be 30 losses. 10 losses, no. He hasn't been a good head coach. So, like, I don't understand that. I don't understand that argument. Well, he's a really good D coordinator. It's like, Mike, it's, it's like saying, hey, man, this guy's got a really good restaurant. The guy's an unbelievable chef. Now, he's got a big family of rats that live in the restaurant. <laughs> right? So if you could just scrape off the rat poop, the flavor's amazing. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to eat there. I'm not going to eat there. He, like, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I think in the AFC West, I think Vic Fangio is gone. Um, the North, I... I you know, I don't see Stefanski. I don't. I mean, I don't see anybody losing their job there. Um, and already we talked about Jacksonville, Houston. Uh, no, David Culley's going to keep his job, right? It's one year, so I don't think that's going to change. Um, so we're at three right now. We're at three. I think the Giants, even though you got the dreaded vote of confidence for Joe Judge, the last couple of days haven't. It, it hasn't felt like it's gone well. It's felt like he's got up in on the podium and he said some things that are just really kind of not true um so i think that could be a possibility i think you have to look at seattle interesting is there there a big riff between russell wilson and pete carroll and i know how you feel and i agree with you you say it all the time man if it comes down between the elite level quarterback and the coach i'm taking the elite level quarterback 100 percent of the time all the time and so like if they can't come to some type of agreement, you gotta you gotta keep Russell Wilson in Seattle. You cannot let Russell Wilson go because Russell Wilson doesn't like Pete Carroll or he doesn't like the direction. You basically move heaven and earth to make sure that Russell Wilson is happy there. I think two coaches in the NFC North are gone. I think Minnesota lets go of Zimmer, and obviously I think Chicago lets go of Nagy. So I think those two are gone, and then I think Carolina. Ooh. I think Matt Rule could be in deep trouble. All right, that would get you to seven. That'd so that'd be seven. over. Yeah, they'd right. be over. All right, we'll see what happens with uh, with that. All right, let's get to some of the uh, the big matchups okay. for this final weekend. And um, let, let, let's go right to the, the AFC West with uh, the, the Chargers and Raiders. Winner gets in. Yeah. Which Or <laughs> there could be a scenario where 
both teams could tie and get in. That'd be interesting. But uh, but if it comes down to win and get in, who do you like? I like the Chargers. I, I just think they're a better football team. I think defensively, um, they're a better football team. Um, Derwin James, when that guy's healthy, he's one-on-one at the safety position. Um, the guy's phenomenal. Joey Bosa's ability to rush the passer. Uh, I, I, I do think they have that. I, I love, as you know, I love Justin Herbert. I think the guy's a, a budding superstar. Um, and Keenan Allen, to me, is one of the top receivers in football that doesn't get enough credit. Uh, Austin Eckler is one of those guys that just makes plays. I just think they're a better overall football team, um, and I think that shows this weekend against the Raiders. Uh, some other games of import uh, as we maybe look for those final spots in the, uh, in the AFC and you've got uh, Steelers Ravens with a with a crucial game. Pittsburgh continues to be the the best worst team I've ever seen. <laughs> I how about, how about this? Fifteen years now. Yeah, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. You know what might be even more impressive than What's that, that number, which is very impressive. He managed to do a lot of it with both Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown on the team at the same time. How about that for an yeah. accomplishment? I mean, put that at the top of your resume, right? And and Big Ben for that matter. And Big Ben, a bit bit of a drama queen did there too. Find, did you find yourself like a lot of times I get nostalgic when I watch a dude's potential, like last game that he's going to play at home and all that kind of stuff. You know, you go trotting around and you say goodbye to everybody, and it kind of like or the, when they're closing down a stadium and all the players go around and you know tap hands with the people, right? You get. Did you find yourself having the same level of nostalgia knowing that that might be Big Ben's last kind of hoorah? It's funny you say that. No, and I tuned in on that that, that game with the idea that I would embrace the nostalgia and the feel-good moment of it. And I guess when it just comes down to it, Big Ben just, I, I have a hard time embracing the dude. Yeah, I, I I just felt like what was the word you used earlier in the week uh, that um, he just comes across as too authentic, inauthentic, in, right? Inauthentic, yeah. like it just feels like it. It I, and maybe it's because you know, you know, it, it's like he's got an ankle injury and he just can't. He just doesn't go out there and play with it. He puts on the clown boot, right? And he's out there like I don't know if you noticed, but my ankle's pretty swollen up. That's why I got this size twenty four shoe on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so you're, you're always like, there's a bit of drama. Yeah, yeah, and I love Ben. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm making fun of Ben, um, but I love Ben. He's like he's been really good to me. But there always is that little bit of you know when he throws five picks five years ago against Jacksonville or whatever it was, and he's like, maybe my career's over. Maybe you guys are gonna, you know. Then he comes back out and plays lights. It just is always like that that one little extra step over the top that makes you feel like, come on, dude, stop it. Um, and so I, I just found myself not really embracing kind of the, like maybe all of a sudden, you know, you're thinking, oh, it's over, you know, and it's done. All of a sudden he pops out from behind a Gatorade. Surprise, I'm back, you know, whatever. I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. All right, stop. We're at 26 and a half. Let's just finish it up and not pick this week. Yeah. There's no coming back for you. We're going to clean slate it. Right. For the playoffs. For the playoffs. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Get, all right. Um, all right. Let, let, I'll, I'll jump in. I'll be all like, right. Uh, all right. Here we go. Ready? All right. Three, two, and one. So this is uh, typically the time we do the, the picks for the week. And I don't know. Can yeah. I just can I just wave the regular season white flag? Yeah. Because this is uh, – 
this is one of those uh, sisters in Shawshank. What, <laughs> what I've done to you, it's hasn't been. It has not been it's good. Not a- Andy. Well. Andy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna extend grace to you, Andy Dufresne. Okay. And let you. <laughs> let you just wave the white flag in the okay. regular season, All and right. you can come back strong in the playoffs. Like oh, I did like last it, year, which I did last year. Last year, and you came back ultimately, strong. what do people only remember? Your playoffs. The playoffs, yeah. right? So, yeah, but that's what you're saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. So, all right, well, thank you. You're thank welcome. Thank you. All You're right. welcome. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, a week from now, we're talking playoff football. Can't wait. Oh, it's going to be. The best time of the year. The best time of the year. It is going to be, even if, you're in, even if your team doesn't make it, it's still the best time. It, is, it really is. It is so good. All right, man, for everybody involved in the Stinky Truth Podcast, for Mike, myself, for Millennial Ben, we'd like to thank you. Also want to shout out our presenting sponsors, great folks over at Bet Rivers, Bet With a Winner, Bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app. Check them out at betrivers.com. I tell you what, they are phenomenal. And then my friends at Dude Wipes, don't go anywhere without your Dude Wipes, man. Make sure your hiney is clean. Uh, or your pits. They got all kinds of different yeah. stuff. Check them out. All at, the orifices. Yeah, everything. All Check them out at dudeproducts.com. That's dudeproducts.com. Uh, use the promo code STINK15. Get 15% off of all your dude products. Also, stinkinggood.com. You want to get my green chili, smother everything, have the greatest Super Bowl party you've ever had, check out everything at uh, stinkinggood.com. That's stinking with one G, stinkinggood.com uh, for everything you need. Order online. We'll ship it out to you. You're going to absolutely love it. All right, so uh, that pretty much does it for Mike. Myself, for Millennial Ben, we thank you so much for listening.